Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, we meet Chelsea and talk about what it means to design for a living. So tell us, Chelsea, why did you decide to start a podcast? Oh, where do I start? (laughs) You know, I've been an interior designer for 30 years. And one thing that I've really learned is there's a lot of misinformation out there. People don't really know what it means to be a designer, what it takes to be a designer. All we know is what we see on, you know, HGTV or, um, and, and so much of that is fake. You've got to remember, it's, it's TV. <laughs> they don't really get into the difficulties of designing. They don't get into how to, you know, work with clients. They don't, um, you know, talk anything about ordering or shipping and receiving. I mean, that's what it means to be a designer. And what does it take to become a designer? There's, there was just so much confusion out there and misinformation. And since I've been doing this so long, and gosh, I stopped counting over 300 houses that I've worked on. Um, I feel like I've seen it all, been there, have not, nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, so I wanted to start this so I can really teach people what it, what it means to be a designer in the real world, what this career is really about, because I know what an amazing job I have. I love my career. I always have. This is just perfect for me. And I know that there are other people out there that have a design talent and a passion for design. And I know that if I could just give them this information about how to get started and what it's really like, I could show them how to do that. I, I want to you know, teach you how to get in there and work with us, how to work with people, how to work with clients. So it really came down to what's the best way to get my information out there and to teach Um you know, let, build this group of interior designers that we're all going to work together and um, make the world a more beautiful place, right? So why do you think that this topic is so important? Well, I've always said that, um, you know, interior design, I feel like I was born with it. And I know that that I've met designers and just even people, friends, um, that have such a great eye for design. You know, you say you, you can walk into a room and you just feel it. Like, I know what it should look like. I know what feels comfortable. You know, I know a traffic pattern. I know the colors, if it needs to be warm or cool. That's something I've always had, if I look back. And I also know that because of all that misinformation, uh, there's a lot of fear. And that if people just... Um, knew the truth, there would be so many more people out there pursuing their dreams. You know, and and think about it. How many jobs these days can you literally design your career? Uh, You know, you work the days you want. You work the hours you want. You know, choosing the clients you want to work with. There are so few opportunities for people these days where you truly, you know, have control over your business. And it's not a hard business. It really isn't. They're, you know, it's so simple. People overthink it. Um, so I, I I knew there were people that dreamt of being a designer, that this is what they've always wanted to do, but they didn't because they were afraid. So if if I could get this information out there, I could kind of, you know, squash some of those fears and, and give people more empowerment to really go after their dreams. You know, not only not only to get to pick your schedule, but but I also got to make as much money 
as I wanted. Um, you know, I'd gotten my design degree already and I'd started working for a company and I'd had three years of great experience, but I'd married someone in the Navy. And uh, that moved us all over the country. You know, sometimes we were there for three months. Sometimes it was six months. Sometimes it was three years. Uh, my husband, Kevin, was a Navy pilot. So flight school, we were ping-ponging back and forth between, you know, Texas and Florida and California um, for quite a few years. And every place we moved, I had to start my business, even if it was just the three months. We were making military salary, so we needed my income as well. But it was such a great career. Like, you know, we moved to Milton, Florida, which is the tiniest little city um, outside of Pensacola. Beautiful beaches, but... We had a Kmart. That was it for uh, shopping and entertainment most of the time. And I still found clients. I found clients on base. I put together little design packages. Um, you know, we could order things online. But it, but it gave me so much freedom. And, you know, sometimes I'd make a lot of money. And sometimes we only needed a couple hundred bucks extra for Christmas shopping. Or, you know, it, it's always just given me, um, you know, I get to, to really design my destiny. I get to choose how much money I want to make when I need it. Um, and if I need to take a month off or something happens, I went and stayed with my mother and cared for her when she was ill. This career allowed me to do that. So this is a really an important topic to me. I mean, I think this is, uh, it's a hidden secret. I think that, that I really am hoping to inspire people with a design crazy addiction like we have to, to go for it and to create their own design business. There is plenty of work for all of us. There's no need to worry about um, too many designers out there. We cannot have enough interior designers. So uh, I really, really want people to just follow their dream. And I'm hoping that I can give them the hope and the information and the tools to do that. I mean, that's that's really what I want to get out of this podcast. So listening to this podcast, what would people expect to learn? Well, I want to talk about a few things. I'm, I'm going to tell some, you know, funny stories because <laughs> that's one thing they leave out of the design shows. Um this is a crazy industry. You know, we're working in people's homes. We're working around their pets and their animals and, or, you know, their, their kids and their families. And um, there's so much more to it. In fact, I was told by a very amazing, prominent, successful designer in New York, uh, Vincent Wolf, that design is number one, you're a psychiatrist. You're there to help your clients. You're there to figure out, you know, she said she loved this sofa three weeks ago and now all of a sudden she hates it. Um, you got to dig deep in people's psyche and figure that out as well as the business. He said, if you don't know business, you're going to fail. Third is design. The design, your, your talent is, believe it or not, a small portion of this. So I'm going to be telling, you know, stories about real clients. I'm going to talk about um, obstacles that I've had to overcome, um, great tips for, gee, really well this way. This is why I you know, I do it this way. This is why I present something to a client this way. Um, and I want to talk about the business because, you know, I, I, yeah. I have my design degree and they taught us nothing about how to start a business. They didn't want to worry about the liability. They essentially said, go get a job at a design firm. Yeah. So. And I think that's the biggest misconception about this industry. So it's really nice to be able to find information and help on that because it is mostly business. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, how do you charge? You know, how do you ask for money? <laughs> how do you um, write a contract? How do you protect yourself? How do you ship and receive? And um, so I'm going to teach all of that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give more of the business side of design. And again, 
let people out there that have the talent and dream of being a designer, show them how they can make it a real business. This can be your career. You really can design for a living. It's not as hard as people think. Um, so that's, that's you know, each week I want to talk about um, different ways to grow a design business, start a design business, and how not to make the same mistakes I made when I was young and 21 and out there starting fresh. You know, learn from my mistakes. So you don't have to make them yourself. Yeah. And I think from my personal experience, um, sometimes you can think, is this for me? Do I want to be a designer? Well, I kind of like this. I'm, I like this type of a field. Well, I kind of like florals and the design world. What, it, what was it that really wanted you to become a designer? When did you know? Well, you know, I didn't figure it out until college. Um, I went to school for science. My first declared major was physics, which... I know surprises a lot of people, uh, but I, I I wanted to be a physics teacher, and I love teaching. I've always loved teaching, um, and that's that's what I was in for. And this is an embarrassing story, but you know me, I signed up for an elective last minute, hurried race it was the only class I could get into, and it was interior environments. Well, I was hoping to take an environmental studies course, <laughs> and I'm sitting in class the first day, and the professor's up there talking and she's describing herself and uh, you know why she chose her career and I'm thinking this isn't right <laughs> this isn't environmental studies but she I felt like she was describing me like she was talking about how um, she loves beauty and nature and she could be on a walk and she'll stop and pick up a leaf just because it had such beautiful patterns or colors and that her desk was always a little disorganized but it was organized chaos and that was how she worked best and that she liked that. And again, I was just listening to her and thinking, yep, check, yep, check, yep, that's me. And I changed my major that day. I went and talked to her and said, I can't believe I didn't know this was here. This degree was an option, you know. Um, I, it was a big deal. I had to interview to get into the program. They only accepted, I can't remember if it was like, it was like 14, 15 people because it's the number of drafting tables they had. And they had already sort of filled up their their class, but she did let me um, interview with it was a, a panel of architects. It was very wow. nerve wracking, but I loved art. I'd taken a lot of art classes, and so I just showed them my art, and I got in. And the rest is history. So before that, now that I look back, hindsight being twenty twenty, I have always loved design. I mean, I really started thinking about it. I. I remember the houses I built for my Barbies. I, I used to make furniture out of washcloths and tape and staple staple things together and shoe boxes were sofas and um, I, I've always decorated my room. I always you know even in college I you know sponge painted everything and sewed bedding and um, you know I even made when I was little I made throw pillows for my bed that had two layers ties on the side and I stuffed them with my Easter grass for my Easter basket because I didn't have any other stuffing. But I should have known. I just didn't ever think of it as a career. I didn't think it was a real thing. You know, I thought you go to school, you're a teacher, you're a doctor, you're, a, you know, whatever. I, I had no idea. So when I found it, it was like, oh, you know, I, I was born with this. This is something I, I've always liked. And then I started realizing other people around me, same thing. They've always liked it. You know, it's, it, it and 
the fact that I was marrying someone um, in the Navy, I knew I'd be moving a lot. I always wanted to be a mom and have kids and be a housewife. So it was a great, great career choice for me. It was just perfect. But it, it fit, you know, checked all the boxes for what I wanted my life to look like. Why don't you tell people what it was like to go to design school and how long you went to school for? Well, like I said, I, I was at a four-year university. I went to Western Washington University. Uh, we were actually in the uh, the last group of the interior design program. They were closing it down because it was in the home economics department. Um, back then, you know, that was that was the only thing they had left in that department. And it wasn't enough to keep a whole department open. So um, it was a four-year degree, but it was concentrated of two years. It was solid two years of training. But but this is something I really want to make a point to, to talk about. Because like I said, I want to answer questions. I want to talk about what people want me to talk about. And the number one question I have gotten over the last 10 years as a coach is, do I need a degree? And it's one of the biggest misconceptions out there. And I'm a little hesitant because I've also gotten some hate mail about this. I've gotten uh, a lot of backlash. It is a very, very, very touchy subject in the world of interior design. And I understand the thought that you need to have a accredited, you know, a, a degree from an accredited school and, you know, the whole rigmarole you have to go through to be, um, to join ASID and to take the NCIDQ exam. And, you know, it's thousands of dollars. It's years of work. It's, but that's just not true. <laughs> um, when I first got out of school, I, you know, I had my degree in interior design and marketing and I thought, I know everything. And I quickly learned that I knew nothing. I mean, design school was great. I, I loved it. And I love education. I'm a huge proponent of education. But if I could go back, I'd probably take a business. I'd, I'd probably have a business degree. Um, the design was, I learned furniture history, two years. Two years of, you know, of ke uh, uh, textile chemistry, um, and they're great things. I'm glad that I know them. But did I need it to be an interior designer? Absolutely not. And and I'll debate anyone over that. Um, so when people say, do I need to go to college? Well, I don't ever want to tell someone don't learn. Like, But you do not need a design degree to be a designer. There are a lot of states that there's fear about you can't call yourself a designer. Okay, well, call yourself a decorator. Call yourself an interior design professional. I mean, there, there are so many ways around it. But the thought that that um, the interior design community, the industry as a whole, honestly, and this is the part that, that I get pushback on, they use fear tactics. They, they have lobbyists. Um, it is a for-profit, you know, organization, ASID. Um, in the beginning, you know, I... I believe that I had to go through all that testing and do everything. And then I realized there's so many different levels of interior design. I mean, yeah, if I want to go build skyscrapers, if I want to design, you know, massive projects and move walls and do structural elements, yeah, you need a design degree. I think that's the difference to clarify. Absolutely. I mean, how many people out there, you know, can help can help people in their community and help their neighbors, you know, create a beautiful room or pick out a coffee table or well, they should be able to charge for that as a service, uh, make a living designing. So when I say you don't need a degree to be an interior designer, that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Should you have a degree 
you should have a design degree if you plan on working on major projects. If you plan on working on commercial projects, if you plan on working with a builder and you want to design structural things that need engineering or physics, um, then by yet, yes, you must, you need to go to design school. But if you want to just help people have a beautiful house, pick up paint colors and pick up their tile for their kitchen and no, of course you don't need a degree. It's fear tactics. It really is. And that's the other thing that breaks my heart. Um, it, it makes me sad that there isn't a wider scope of what it means to be a designer. And um, there's something for everyone. There's room for all of us as designers. Doesn't matter what you want to do. There's a way to do it, but you got to be smart. You know, you need to know what you aren't allowed to do. You need to know what your limitations are. And then you either hire someone that can do that. I always work with a contractor that's licensed and bonded. You know, we have uh, architects that stamp off, uh, you know, blueprints and help draw things. You don't have to have it to be a designer. You work with other people that allow you to do those things. But you don't have to know everything. Uh, you know, it's the biggest misconception. So, yes, I have the four-year degree. I don't regret it because I loved my college days. I mean, you know, who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, but it's not necessary. You know, that really is the biggest, uh, again, you know, misnomer about the whole industry is this, it's an art, you're an artist. You're an artist that is a problem solver. You're creative. Um, you work with people and homes and families and you know, there's so much more to it. You don't have to have a college degree for that. Yeah. You got to be a people person. And I think that each individual is different. And so the way that they work and do things and even run their business mm -hmm. um, shows how different they are and that a one size doesn't fit all in terms of education or that. But definitely agree whether you're commercial or residential that there's differences for that. But Well, yeah, sure. You don't go to an urgent care to get brain surgery. Yeah. But they're great when you have the flu or, <laughs> you know, a broken arm. But, um, the, you know, there's there's different levels for every industry and to think that you have to put it all in one box and you have to have a full four-year degree and the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's, it, it's, it's just not true. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite part of being an interior designer? Well, it's not what you think. <laughs> and I, I can attest to that. Yes. Um, and, and give you a little background. Uh, Nadia came to me as a new designer. She didn't go to school. Um, she didn't go after, she, did, she didn't try to start her own business. And I've always wondered that. And I ask her every once in a while, like, why didn't you even try? She goes, oh, I'm working for you now. But. Which I love. <laughs> but she keeps saying, wow, I had no idea. I had no idea this is what it was like to be a designer. I just thought you, you know, again, made a pretty room. That's part of it. Well, I kind of knew that it was a lot of work. So I never really went for it. But being in it, it's like, wow, this is so many different things that no one ever tells you uh -huh. or ever really prepares you. So I'm actually so thankful I saved so much money by not going to design school. <laughs> so thank you for that. Well, and, it, and it's like we talk about, um, it's not just the creating of the design. It's not the picking of the colors and the floor plan. What I love about being a designer is the connection that I've made with families, with people. It's, it's a really personal industry and that's I think thing that you mm -hmm. you learned you know you think you have it all figured out you think oh my taste is great I can design any room for anyone but people are different yeah and the, the different ages that you meet and the different you know economic or, or or tastes and I have loved that connection and I pride myself in you know really getting to know the client and day one you know I do my first house call I, I have these 
questions that I ask, but I just want to know who they are. I want to know what makes them tick, what motivates them, what makes them happy and brings them joy. And, you know, there's all these questions I ask and little tricks I have for getting stuff out of them. And, um, but I, I create, it's almost like, it's almost like you're making a best friend with every one of your clients. You need to know who they are so you can design their home for them because it's not about my taste. It's about their taste, but making it beautiful with balance and scale and all the other tricks I know. Um, so that connection, I mean, I still get Christmas cards from clients. Mm. I've been such a big part of so many lives. And then the other thing is, um, which I didn't really realize until the first, my first project and another designer had told me this. She said, wait until you see your first design in real life. Because you've sketched it, you've dreamt about it, you've pulled fabric, and then there's little tiny samples, and you've got a little tile, and you've got... And you kind of even second guess yourself. Oh, of course. Until you see the bigger, and you're like, wow. And are they going to like it? Will it look right? Is this going to fit? Is this... But when you see something that came from your imagination, and but it was based on all this research and connection with a client, to see it come to life and to be part of someone's home. And then you see them come in and they usually cry. And, you know, I do a big unveil like they do on TV. Um, you know, we install everything in one day. I kick the clients out, you know, and then come back in and then it, they get to see everything. Candles lit, flowers out. And they that that joy, I, I, I mean, I still, there's a client I had in California who was crying and said, I can't believe this is my home and it's so beautiful and I get to live here. And, and I helped her. I did that. That's the part that I never expected. Yeah. And I think always hearing that from you in your stories, actually experiencing that for myself, it's kind of like, wow, you don't get that fulfillment out of anything else. Mm-mm. When you build that relationship with your client where they say, you know what, you pick. And I'm like, oh, really? Me? Like, you're letting me choose? And they're like, yeah, I trust you. I love what you did. And just getting to that point with them, it's like unlike anything I can describe. And yeah. I think that's really fulfilling yeah. from this this career. Yeah, your heart fills. Like, it's warm. Like, you, you know notify things you know it's but you know Nadia had a great client that um she was really nervous about you know her master bedroom that she did but it was so beautiful that she said her whole family got together and they decided they want Nadia to notify the whole house that you know sky's the limit just you go you do it because they trusted her so much but that's because Nadia really tapped into what is you know how does this person want to use this space and what they want to feel like and what how could I create this room that would enrich her life that that makes this a room that she can't wait to spend time in and you nailed it yeah and and it's that joy that's my absolute favorite part and then of course it helps that you know again how many careers you have where you get to pick your hours and design it but it's not like you don't need to go rent a big space you don't need to put you know, thousands of dollars into materials or, you know, you don't have to have startup capital. You essentially need to get a business card and have a phone number. Um, you know, it's it's an easy career to start, but so emotionally fulfilling. Um, and you're spreading joy. You really are cre- creating beautiful spaces where people live their lives and they share it with their family and their friends. And they're going to have Christmas here. They're going to have Thanksgiving here. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's really special um, that people give you that trust. Yeah. And she even sent me a text yesterday of all her kids in the bed with her. And that was just so sweet to see Aww. that I'm a part of their life and that exactly. they, she still talks about it. And then I had another client end up being her daughter's friend come in and she's like, oh, come look at my bedroom. She's doing my dining room. So that was just so awesome that they're so proud of it and that 
like she wants everyone to be a part of it and that's just See? that's so special yeah and the thought that here she's enjoying this space with her children and thought to send you a picture of it yeah. like look at this space you created for me to have this amazing life that i have that is something that most people don't even think of that's the great part of being a designer so chelsea at this point in your career where do you see yourself in the future of interior design well since i've been doing this so long I'm 50 this year um i have finally reached my dream of opening my own store and this has been a long time coming i've worked for a lot of stores i've you know coached and trained and managed stores and um i finally decided you know what i'm gonna do it the way i know how to do it i'm gonna do it right and i have a full staff of designers including nadia so i've got six designers fledglings that i'm um you know mentoring and coaching and working with and providing them like my my favorite vendors over the years this is my chance to pick everyone that i've loved working with and the products that i know so well and i have confidence in you know that's what i'm going to provide to my clients um you know creating this space where i'm encouraging other designers to come here you know i'll give you discounts i'll work with you we've got this great design center in the back where i'm really excited especially this summer and i know nadia's she asks me you know almost weekly about it i'm gonna start having live events again they get to be in my space in my studio i have all of my resources here and i can really teach i have all of the things at my fingertips so i can show new designers um you know what it takes to design we've got this space now and um i'm just really excited to be able to grow and blossom and explode the whole coaching as well as you know creating my tribe of designers that they that again get it like you did you know that learn what i did about connection learn about this and um i think this is going to be just the beginning of something yeah. amazing i'm really excited and i think just with the times of changing and just um evolving and whatnot like i wish i found you sooner so that i could figure all these things out and could have been a designer earlier and sooner and maybe waited on having kids but, you know, they didn't have that a couple of years back or just yeah. easily so accessible. And I'm so looking forward to these workshops. So. Oh, good. I know. See, she asks You'll all the time. You'll get to meet me too. She wants to do all the um, the swag bags and the, you know, all the fun stuff that you get too. So Nadia's a great stylist. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. What's next for this podcast? Well, this podcast, again, I want to be a place where people um, can learn about the business of interior design. And I want to keep hearing from designers. So we have our Facebook group, which we just opened up today. It's I Design for a Living. And I want designers or, or you know, people who are wanting to be a designer, ask me anything. Go there, get engaged, you know, interact with other designers. I'm going to be answering questions there, but I want to take those questions and address at least one question every podcast so that I'm really getting the, the information out there of what you want to learn. Um, I also have some fun things planned. Uh, we, some other design friends and I have gotten together and done um, an ugly design. You know, we drank a little wine. We did a voiceover, some ugly design. And it'd be fun to, to talk about that. And we can post the pictures on the Facebook page so people can see the designs we're talking about. Uh, and again, I want to talk about the real interior design industry, what it really takes. I, I don't hold things back. I will tell you exactly what it is and the pitfalls you're going to you know, run into and mistakes that you might make and 
teach people each week how to do it right, how to, how to have this great career based on a passion and a talent and a gift that they get to share with the world and that will bring them emotional joy, but how to not make those mistakes. So each week I want to talk about, you know, really you're going to assume that you should do it this way, but trust me, you'll, you know, scare your client off or it won't work. Or, and, and you're always you, right. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And I'll give, I love giving examples and stories. And um, so I, I wanted to be a fun, uh, a place where, again, it's combined with the Facebook page where we really can interact. I want to be answering questions and getting involved um, yeah. with all the designers out there. Because again, we love interior design. This is an addiction. It really is. Yeah. I never get tired of looking at design magazines. My mom thinks I have a problem. <laughs> and I love that this can be a place for um, beginners who can say, is this for me? Absolutely. I've had so many friends ask, oh, what's it like? Can you give me some pointers? And then when I'll kind of tell them the basics here and there, they'll be like, oh, I guess I didn't realize it was this. I'm more uh -huh. into this type or maybe I'm more into staging or mm -hmm. just there's so many different aspects as well that just having a place where we can all have all this information and be like, you know what? I love that. That's a start for me to go here. So. I Great. wish I had this earlier too. Well, I'm glad you're here now. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com. Also, find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. <laughs>